Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this special little episode of the Dragon's Library. Today, we're going to be having our second video game movie of the week, Detective Pikachu. Yay! We get to talk about Pokemon! My childhood. <laughs> My entire childhood. Oh, God, the hours that those games and card games and movies and show ate up. <laughs> Oh, so many hours. Anyway, uh, Detective Pikachu. Let's just get my opinions out right out of the way. I love this movie. I love this movie so much. There are a few scenes I'm like, eh, but most of all, I just love it. Every part of it is just, it's like a dream come true, honestly. Like, when, when you watch Pokemon, I watched Pokemon as a kid. I was a huge Pokemon fan as a kid. I played the card game, I watched the show. Uh, my, one of my my first game video game I ever played was in kindergarten. A friend of mine named Kendall had a Game Boy Color, and I got to play his version of Pokemon uh, Yellow. And when I got Game Boy, the game I got with my Game Boy SP was Pokemon Emerald, and I bought like all the other Game Boy Advance Pokemon games and the GameCube games and all of it. So I I, I am deep. In the Pokemon franchise. And so when I heard Detective Pikachu was actually going to be a thing, I was like, yes, 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 yes. And at the same time, oh no, please don't let this be bad. Please don't let this be bad. It's not bad. It's so good by video game movie standards, which means it's above average as a movie. But like for video game movies, that is huge. Do you know how long we've waited for an above average video game movie? We've waited so long. Like, the best we got about video game movies before Tech Pikachu was, like, B-movies. You know, the stuff that's fun, but it's not necessarily good. Like, Resident Evil or Tomb Raider. It's like, eh, it's okay. It'll do it. Detective Pikachu, though, is just so much fun. Okay, let's get into the movie. So, Detective Pikachu is based on, instead of the main Pokemon games where you're a Pokemon trainer, you go capture Pokemon. Everybody knows what Pokemon is. What am I doing? Uh, Detective Pikachu was actually based on a spin-off game. Basically, the I've never played that per particular game, um, but I do know the general plot is that this kid encounters a talking Pikachu with a detective hat, and they have to solve Phoenix Wright-style mixed mysteries. Um, and honestly, pretty smart for them to do a spin-off game as their first live-action Pokemon movie. You know, make sure, make sure everything's going well before they introduce like Ash and Misty and Brock. You know, introduce a secondary Pikachu before you introduce the Pikachu. You know, it's a good testing the waters thing. And the movie itself is actually pretty good, because Pokemon's never had any uh, that great plots, to be honest. I can only think of a few games that had an interesting plot to them. Most of them were just stop the evil team who wants to possibly destroy the climate and or world. And or multiverse. Thank you, Sun or Moon. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That was basically it. Uh, in the movie version, the um, you, so you have ten good men. So he didn't want to be a Pokemon trainer. Well, he did at one point. It's implied. It was the stuff in his bedroom that he used to be big in Pokemon, but he just decided not to, and he has a basic job now. Uh, and his dad is a detective in a city that has... Basically, it's sort of a Pokemon battle-free zone. So uh, trainers can come and go, but there are supposed to be no battles in the city grounds. It's sort of like a... I guess the best way you can put it is just, like, 
uh, city doesn't want, you know, random Pokemon explosions happening on every street corner. So they said, all right, in city limits, no battles. Uh, which is fine. It's, it, it makes things more interesting. Although they do get, have some Pokemon battles because, I mean, it's a Pokemon movie. They have to have some Pokemon battles. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so his dad goes missing and he's believed dead. Now, Tim goes there to, you know, go by his office, get his things. They, you know, everybody offers their condolences, stuff like that. And that night, he encounters a Pikachu and it talks. <laughs> Now, despite what Meowth would have you believe in the anime, most Pokemon do not talk, and he is the only person who can hear this Pokemon talk. And I love how he's like, just has a moment of like, I'm going crazy, I'm going crazy. It's like, yeah, you, you probably are. Uh, the only times Pokemon talk in your universe are when they're genetic experiments, or someone's literally going insane, or that one random time magic was involved. Don't, don't ask. They, they never brought it up again. Do not ask. Uh, so... It's a, and so the Pikachu is clearly his father's Pokemon partner. Uh, and he sounds like Ryan Reynolds. He's Deadpool. He's, he's Deadpool as a Pikachu, but also kid friendly. Just barely. (laughs) It really does feel like Deadpool humor trying to be kid friendly sometimes, actually. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So that's basically it. He hook, he ends up, uh, meeting up with a, uh, up and coming, like, uh, Basically a news intern. She's an intern who wants to, you know, get better at her job, get further, get a story so she'll get noticed. Uh, her character is okay. I mean, just fine. Um, I don't really like her intro, but I think she's a lot more interesting after that. Like, she's, she has this whole thing. like, I walk the walk, talk the talk. And like, I'm like, what is this character? And then she's just a normal person afterwards. I'm like, wait, what? Why was she talking like that when she introduced herself? Uh... <laughs> It, it's just a weird scene. Probably the only scene I don't really like in the movie, actually. Uh, so the Pokemon look great. Like, everything looks amazing. Uh, the A lot of people are a little iffy on the fur, but I'm like, but that's how Pokemon look. They're fur creatures. Like, Pikachu is a mouse. He's an electric mouse. Mice have fur. Of course he's going to be a little furry. Um, and honestly, just everything looks cool. They actually have this really cool, a really amazing scene where they are looking into this uh, chemical that makes Pokemon more aggressive. That they think that his dad was investigating. And so they go to this underground Pokemon ring. Because remember, in this city, you're not supposed to have Pokemon battles. And they have the battle music be like synthesized, like a DJ is playing the battle battle sound effects. So like, super effective. And they're like, oh, it's, it's... Just hitting me right in the nostalgia. So good. And they even have like a remix version of some of the battle music. Forget from which game, but battle music is always so good in Pokemon games. Who cares? They're all great. Uh, And so you have this really cool battle between like a Blastoise and a Gengar. And then you end up having the Pikachu, uh, Detective Pikachu going up against a Charizard. But he doesn't really remember how to battle because he was the partner to a detective in a city that doesn't have Pokemon battles, who also doesn't really have any memories. Uh, and yeah, it, it's pretty funny. Uh, Charizard, it looks awesome as you, as you would expect from a giant dragon. Yay, dragons. Charizard for life. For, if you were Kanto, you pick Charizard as your starter. Flat out. Get out of here, Blastoid players. I'm sorry. Charizard for life. That, that's all I'll say. He wins. But, uh... 
So they end up, you know, finding this uh, conspiracy with a pharmaceutical group and genetic research of the Pokemons. You know, the usual Pokemon stuff. Genetic research, experimentation, questing after legendary Pokemon, in this case Mewtwo. Uh, and a plan to take over and or change the world to become a utopia. Because that's actually a really common Pokemon plot. Seriously, for a kid's show, it tries to remake the world in my own image thing a lot. Like... It's like every other baddie's goal, actually, except for Team Rocket. They just were really into genetic experimentation, honestly. Um, so, yeah. Now, from this point on, I'm going to wrap up with a few notes of it, and then I'm going to go into spoiler territories where I'll talk about the ending. So, for the characters, I kind of like Tim. He's, he has a very relatable... Uh, he's kind of, like, relatable in the sense of... Yeah. Like, when he runs into a talking Pikachu, he reacts normally, but he also doesn't react stupidly. Like, he starts, like, asking people, like, can you, you can hear him talk. It's like, and they're all like, and they, all they hear is, Pika Pika. And they're like, aw, Pika Pika too. He's like, okay, the, none of these people can hear it. I'm going to stop now. Uh, and he's just generally kind of likable. Like, not the best protagonist, but definitely has, no, I, I think he did a good job. I think he did a pretty good job. Um, he didn't have a lot to do with the role, but he has a few emotional moments with Pikachu, and he was a serviceable protagonist. I'll give him that. Um, the detective girl ranges from fun to annoying, depending on what scene she's in. And her Psyduck partner is hilarious, though. The Pokemon kill it. There are scenes like Mr. Mime. There's the Psyduck saying, I won't blast you with psych my psychic headaches if you rub my feet, Pikachu. And it's like, ugh, I have to give you a massage so you don't blow us all up? Fine. Ugh, <laughs> oh, I love it. It's just all these cute little Pokemon interactions. And the world looks really well done. This this looks like I always imagined a Pokemon world doing. Like, there are Pokemon just wandering the street. They're helping out with traffic. There's, like, a Snorlax who fell asleep in the middle of the road. So they're having to, there's a Machamp directing traffic around it. Uh, they're used as, like, hunting dogs and to help in the police force. They're used to help move things. Or they're just chilling about, you know, enjoying the city. You'll see them flying through the sky, wandering about on their own errands, just living life. I, I know it seems weird, but, like, so many video game movies seem to strip out things, but this felt like it was adding to the world. Like, in Pokemon, you don't really see it because it's a very, you know, simplistic graphics, that kind of thing. You don't really get this feeling of a world with Pokemon just flying about a lot of the time in most games. And I felt like you really got that in this. So, yeah, uh, I'm about to get onto the big twist. So, you don't want to know spoilers? That'll be it. But spoilers from here on out, it's an old movie. Sorry. Anyway, the dad is the Pikachu. I know, it's obvious. We all know it's obvious. But let's just go with it. Mewtwo swap. Mewtwo fused them together or something, and this evil scientist who's pretending like he's helping wants to use Mewtwo control. Transfer his consciousness to Mewtwo and then fuse all the humans and Pokemon together because he thinks so form a utopia. You know, standard Pokemon villain stuff. That kind of thing. Uh, he does have a really cool thing, though, because he has a genetically modified... He's, like, he owns a company that genetically modifies Pokemon. So he had, like, giant Torteras that were the size of mountains. Like, Torteras are these Pokemon, for those who don't know, they're from Diamond and Pearl, the best Pokemon generation. Um, fight me. 
that basically were like large hills. They were grass, grass and ground types. That if they were like when they're sleeping, they can be mistaken for large hills, even with like a tree growing on their backs. They're giant turtles, basically. But these were the size of mountains instead of a small hill. They're the size of actual mountains. Uh, and the whole scene where they're like they suddenly realize, oh my god, this garden isn't a garden. It's literally just a bunch of mega-sized torteras that somehow everyone is ignoring. <laughs> oh, it's great. But his really creepy creation is a Ditto that can transform into a human form. See, Ditto is a Pokemon that copies any other Pokemon. It can transform into a copy of them. But this one's genetically modified, so it can take a human appearance. But its eyes are still the little cartoon dot eyes that Ditto has. And so when the uh, when her, his bodyguard takes off her glasses, you just see these creepy little uh, dot pupils, and it's like, oh my gosh, that looks so wrong. But that's what they were going for, so I like it. Uh, anyway, so they have a big final battle. Pikachu uses some of his famous moves. They work together, defeat the mad scientist, free Mewtwo. Mewtwo decides to undo the damage the scientist did, and that's about it. That's the movie. Uh, the dad, you know. Dad and Pikachu are separated, and I hope we're ready for Ash, Misty, and Brock, because that sounds like some fun. Uh, yeah. I really like this movie. I think it has a really charming cast who play off each other very well. It's not the most original plot. It has a lot of the common tropes of Pokemon villains. Like, 90% of Pokemon villains can be described as, they want to use a legendary Pokemon's power to change the world, usually by affecting the balance between human and Pokemon, or by nature itself, in order to create their vision of utopia. That describes like 95% of Pokemon villains. And like, you know, it's almost like traditional at this point. Like, unless you're doing a subversive thing, that's your Pokemon villain. So while it wasn't unexpected, you know, I get, I'm not really upset with it. It would have been nice if they'd done something a bit different. But, you know, if they're just trying to do a Pokemon movie. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, the villain's kind of cool, too. His Ditto partner is just really interesting, honestly. Like, that was, that was the one twist I didn't see coming. In this whole movie, that was the one thing I didn't see coming. And I will give it that. That Ditto plot twist really got me. So, yeah. Fun, fun movie. Charming cast. If you love Pokemon, you will be hit by nostalgia every other scene. Oh, let's be real here. You're hit by nostalgia every scene. The Mr. Mime scene in particular was just hilarious. Fun movie. Highly recommend. All right, guys. See you later. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. As always, thank you so much for all your support.